0: Comments made on the Ceratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Ceratec Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Triple-click Home. Welcome to Triple-Click Home, episode number 30. This is Buddy Brandon. I'm back. I want to thank... Wait a minute. Am I allowed to thank anybody for anything since... Angry. This is the angry edition. I don't care. No, I you know. better not. So I want to thank, buddy. Oh, I don't. I'm not thanking nobody. Why, okay, why well, I'm do not going to thank people. Jamie. And it's I'm, not worth thanking people. I'm not thanking Jamie. I'm not thanking Jamie or Lisa. Either one of them. I'm not thanking either one of them for holding down the fort last episode. I really don't appreciate it.
1: And they should never do it again. That's they right. should
0: never do it again, ever. So I'm still Buddy Brandon, and I'm joined by my usual angry suspects. We got uh, John Bust Your Kneecaps Panneries. That's
2: right. Biased angry
0: goon. Bag for sure. That's right. And then we've got another bag lady in Oregon. That's uh, Alina Roberts.
1: Who are you calling the bag lady?
0: You. I'm calling you a bag lady, bag lady.
1: Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So whatever. So since we got this tweet that says that we sound like angry goons and that we're biased, we figured we'd you know uh, the bias is obvious because obviously we're biased. We like Apple stuff, and that's why we're here. Exactly. So clearly, <laughs> if you, if you want clearly the there's biased, a bias.
2: If you want non Apple bias, clearly
0: there's a bias. Listen
2: to the show. that Android show if you want non Apple bias. You okay. Want,
0: if you want an Android bias instead, we've got a show for that. Right. If you want a low vision bias, we've got a show for that. Yeah. If you want AT bias, we've we, we've got a show for that too. If you want a awesome. geek bias, well, hey, guess what? We got a show for that. So we got all kinds and if of bias no shows. No bias. Turn it off. Right. Turn <laughs> it off. Just turn it off. If anybody finds a, a show with no bias, I'd love to find out what that is. It's probably very boring, is what it probably is. Yeah. But anyway,
1: God, it would. I would think it would be terribly boring.
0: We've got the bias down, okay. So we're just going to go with the angry as well so that we've got all our bases covered. That's right. So we live up to our reputation.
1: You know what I'm angry about?
2: What are you angry
0: about?
1: I'm angry that Apple had the audacity to have their developer conference keynote yesterday while I was at work.
0: You How? and me both. You know what I'm Freaking angry about? Rude. I'm angry that Apple's worldwide developer conference keynote focused on developers. Jeez. That's ridiculous.
1: Why would they do that, buddy?
0: No, actually, all kidding aside, <laughs> seriously, and, and
1: the tickets sell out so fast that blind people are never going
3: to
0: go. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in all seriousness, the Worldwide Developer Conference keynote has probably been going off the rails for several years. It's turned into a big show where we oh, get to yeah. go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, look at the... and. I think it lost its way to an extent, uh, lost its focus. And its focus is and should be the developers. right? And we've got a link to the video of the keynote for you in the show notes. And um, I think this is, like our friend Joe Steinkamp said, this is definitely a break. This is no longer the What Would Steve Do era Tim Cook is very firmly and very definitely in charge here. And we're seeing his stamp on this.
1: Absolutely. And not only that, the fact that they're having awards for creativity for developers at the end of this week, I was just like flabbergasted. What? We're rewarding people that are awesome? What?
0: Are you kidding? So check this out, though. The developer conference keynote started with this great video Where, like, man on the street, woman on the street, heck, even kid on the street thanked developers for doing the work they do. Nice. I think that's really important because, you know, sitting down and writing a computer program takes a certain uh, amount of skill, it takes a certain finesse. It's not something that anybody can do. Anybody can learn to code, but can anybody write an awesome app? No. No there's, no, there's as much art to this as science. And, right. and I think that it's really important that these guys get the recognition that they're doing. I think that starting the keynote with that kind of recognition really set the direction, really set the tone for the whole rest of the thing. And I, for one, am really glad to see the Worldwide Developer Conference is, again, the purview of developers. Right.
1: Yeah. And they got 5,000 attendees that are there specifically. To talk about development,
0: the youngest of which was thirteen years old. Thirteen years oh, old, developer. Wow!
1: His mama shelled out quite a lot of money.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, no, they had scholarships that people could oh, apply my God. for for scholarships like, for WWDC. That's WWDC
1: awesome.
0: student scholarships. Oh, so, that's like, awesome. I'll bet you that this kid got one easily.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic.
0: And that again, that's another Tim Cook thing. You know, Steve Mm -hmm. Jobs was never one for charity. I guess he thought charity began and ended at home because he never, (sighs) he he didn't have any charity matching programs.
1: No, he didn't promote philanthropy at the Apple.
0: No, he did not. And he didn't put Apple's muscle behind any causes at all. It was pretty much, you know, you do your thing, we do our thing and now go away and leave me alone. So I can, like, you know, buy a new car every six months so I don't need to to put license plates on it. Tim Cook, on the other hand, he's very civic-minded. He's interested in causes. He's interested in issues. He's interested in social Mm -hmm. justice.
1: Right. It's a new era for the company, and it's really exciting to see that Tim is finally owning this. And honestly, I think our first story in our show notes kind of talks about that. That the rumor mill was wrong, and I,
2: you know, and oh, I, 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 hey, I'm in so great happy. company. You know, but you know, here's the thing: I really am convinced that yeah. Apple does a lot of this putting false information out there themselves, deliberately uh, trying to. Oh, I'm sure you they know, do. Because how of course wrong they do? How wrong were people what to expect? That's what I was. I found so amusing. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes was they're hilarious. wrong. They were really like, oh. wrong this time.
1: Yeah. So how wrong were they, John? What were your favorite points out of this one? They
0: they were wrong on pretty much everything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What I'm really looking for is the
2: continuity thing. I mean, I know we're going to get into this little by little as we go through the show here, but the continuity thing really has me the most excited because of the fact, you know, going from one device to the other seamlessly, that's a feet and a half.
0: Apple really went full bore on that. Right. If it works the way that they say it will, that's going to be a... Amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I mean, so all these people that have been saying for the past couple of years, oh, Apple's done, Apple's a has been, Apple is no longer innovating just because every time they turned around, they didn't come out with some new, shiny new thing. I think maybe not. Okay, now I'm going to head something off here because I already know that people are going to say it and with some justification. Uh-huh. Okay. A lot of the things that Apple has done, for example, opening up the camera, opening up to third-party keyboards, some of the other notification things, you know, just really opening a lot more things. Well, Android did that first.
1: But Android has always been an open-source platform anyway. Right. I mean...
0: True. not even an argument. And somebody has to do it first. Apple's not always going to do things first. And in fact, I would argue that Apple will rarely do things right, first. Right, that's... the <laughs> No,
1: Apple doesn't do things first. They wait for other people to do it, and then they do it better.
0: Yeah, here's what Apple does, okay? <laughs> M.O. And I think we've actually discussed this before in a past episode, but here's what Apple does. Apple finds mature, stable technologies and then puts them together in ways that make a lot of sense, but that for whatever reason, nobody has done yet. Right. That's what Apple does. That's what they innovate. They don't often come up with just new things that somebody else hasn't done already. But what they do, and what they're masterful at, is taking all these technologies and making them friendly and making them easy to use. And, okay, what is it? Is it Clark's third law that's like, you know any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic? Right. Mm, anyway. Yeah. So, they're not quite to it's magic, but I think they're probably closer than most companies, especially with this uh, stuff. Yeah. It's just amazing. This is
1: um as a Mac and iPhone and iPad user and Apple TV user, I'm just really super excited that we are finally getting to a pla- a place where Everything is just going to seamlessly talk to one another. And that's going to be pretty awesome. You know, the ability to answer my phone if I'm not near my phone or if I'm in the middle of doing something and I can just answer it on my Mac. That's pretty exciting to me.
0: Or great big macros that like with HomeKit where you can say, okay, let's get ready for bed yeah. and the doors lock and the lights dim and the thermostat gets turned. I mean, amazing. first they'd have to
1: have a house that, you know, could do that. Well, sure. But once I get there, that's super exciting. And even the healthcare aspect of kind of creating systems for people to be able to monitor their own health. And actually contact their doctor.
0: Did anybody else notice that Apple really made a really concerted effort during the keynote to say, yeah, all this stuff can talk to other stuff. Yeah, all of this stuff can communicate, but only at your direction. Yes. And only with your permission. Protecting
2: the privacy, you know, which they took a little crack at Google about that. And actually
1: even adding in Touch ID into apps is adding that privacy. And I think that that's really
0: cool. Yep. Well, that's um, the other thing. They even they even mentioned it there. They said, look, right. if the Touch ID, it unlocks the keychain. Touch mm-hmm. ID interfaces with the keychain. the app will never, ever, ever see your fingerprint data. Right.
1: Yeah, that's so, really cool. So, I mean, they
0: really, really went out of their way to say, look, all of this is under your control. This is important to us. This is important to you. And we are, as much as is possible for us, not going to usurp your right to privacy in the name of convenience.
1: Well, we've highlighted some things, guys, but do you want to talk about what were your favorite things or what are you most looking forward to in Yosemite and in iOS 8? Because I'm sure our listeners are
0: having Again, all the integration.
2: All yeah, the continuity, integration. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. with that. There's all kinds of new features with the mail. It's an overall look. They said it's uh, from visually speaking... It's a complete overhaul. You know, they went from the aqua to yeah, the I don't really care about being able to draw stuff yeah. on mail. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, that's <laughs> stuff that Especially I don't know how not much of a, be accessible. Yeah, I don't know how much of that's really going to matter to blind people as far as that aspect goes.
1: But it might matter for low vision users. Yeah, And that's exciting. Absolutely.
0: It might. There's actually the darker look that they say you can employ so that yeah. your focus is just on the app that you're on. I think yeah, that's yeah, going to th- be great. I think that's going to be good for the low vision guys
1: hmm And I also am really excited. My husband and I were talking about the fact that I dictate almost all of my messages in iMessage. And how cool would it be that I could just say it instead Right. if I really wanted to say it? And that's really nice. Right. I like that, that we can send our friends and family text messages that are actually just little Voicemails essentially, but
2: they're going to come through. Yeah, the voicemails. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be little voice audio recordings. It's really
0: leveraging the multimedia uh-huh. messaging. That's the other thing that made me think of more iCloud stuff. iCloud is going to act a bit more like Dropbox and other services so that mm-hmm. it's more freeform. It's not just tied to particular apps. You can store your other stuff there.
2: Right. Well, right. They, they even call it iCloud Drive.
0: Right. right, and I think that that was actually something that they really needed to do. And they brought down the costs of oh,
1: significantly. Or, yeah.
0: or will. It's not available right. yet.
1: No, but it is part but of it will Yosemite. Be. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be cheap, cheap, cheap.
1: Yeah, and I actually was really impressed by the pricing, to be honest with you. Now, I, I have a lot of space on my Dropbox, and I'm not sure that I need to be thinking about iCloud Drive right now, but... It might be something that I consider, especially if I do run out of space on my Dropbox account.
0: Even just if you store a lot of your personal photos and stuff. Right. Twelve bucks a year for twenty gigs is uh, Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty much a no brainer right there. Right.
1: I agree.
0: What was it? Two hundred gig for Yeah, I can't remember the price. Yeah,
2: forty eight dollars a year for two hundred gigs or something like that. Three ninety
0: nine a month. Yeah, two hundred gig, I think. Right. And they say you can get up to a terabyte if you care to spend that much, but uh, they didn't say what the pricing yeah. was for all of that. Sure. that I won't But I need. think
1: it's pretty exciting to see that they're going in the direction of making all of our devices really connected to each other. I'm even excited about I've never used this before. I haven't actually used the personal hotspot, but I really like this idea that I'm going to be have. able to. Oh, okay. Nice.
0: I have used the personal hotspot, and it's like if you go away from it, like if you close your computer, for example, and, and get out of Oh, the then whatever. you have to
1: reconfigure it all over again, right?
0: Well, you don't have to reconfigure it, but you have to sort of open it up and, and wake it up almost to say, okay, like I need to reconnect to that. Right. Otherwise, it right. doesn't show up in your list. But but now okay. they're, they're going to make it so that if you're out of Wi-Fi range and your phone is there, it'll just automatically connect to it.
1: And that's pretty awesome, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, the cell companies are going to love it.
1: <laughs> of course they are. Especially when people go over their data
2: limit.
0: Mm-hmm. When they hit the data cap. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's actually interesting that maybe I can convince Jamie to switch this around, but we have a whole entire article on how, all the things that Apple is going to kill, quote unquote, by releasing these new updates.
0: Because that's happened so often in the past, right? Mm. You know, like Apple's integrated services from other applications and... Mm-hmm made like Evernote Lite or whatever. But those other third-party apps are still around because they provide additional services.
1: They do provide additional services, although there are some things that I saw on that list where I can honestly see things going downhill for those companies. Oh, sure. Shazam, specifically?
0: Didn't Apple like buy Shazam? I thought they did or something. Either they licensed Shazam or SoundHound, one of them.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: So they've licensed one of those to provide that service. Speaking of right. licensing things and buying things, did anybody yes. else get a chuckle out of Apple talking about this nifty new platform that they've developed for beta testing iOS apps called TestFlight? Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: you mean that thing that I? Does anybody used?
0: remember that Apple like bought TestFlight in like in January? Uh, I right. think. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think it was announced in January that they bought TestFlight. Gotcha. So I got a little bit of a chuckle out of that,
1: right? And that's the reality. Like, the more integration that you do have, the more challenging it is going to be for third-party apps to compete. Now, are they going to go away? No, no, probably not. But
0: no, they have to just figure out how to add. But they more have value to own up
1: to it, right? Yeah,
0: because Apple's going to provide the APIs and the tools for things like HomeKit and CloudKit and mm-hmm. HealthKit and WebKit right. and. Uh, <laughs> And HeathKit and no, no wait, maybe not HeathKit. <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't read everything about CloudKit. What was CloudKit in regards to?
0: Something like web enabled applications so that you can sort of just work on the front end and leave all the back end stuff to CloudKit or something, I think. Oh, okay. yeah, I didn't
2: get a chance to read that, so I wasn't sure if that you know what that really had to do with.
0: I think I only caught the little bit of it that they mentioned it in the during the keynote. I didn't read in, into more depth.
1: Well, going back to Yosemite, we should uh, talk about the fact that you and I and John, even if we were developers, I'm not a developer, so I, I can no way go... No way in
0: a developer.
1: <laughs> I can actually go in and partition my hard drive and download the first beta right. of the new Yosemite. Right. And that's and a, you, yeah, you a can, very first... Yeah, you can dual boot. Yep. But I can I can test out this beta.
0: You could actually technically do that before. It's just that they're telling people how now that the program's open to a wider audience. Right.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is it's the first time that a public that they've made a public beta for right. the actual operating right. system prior to Yosemite. It's only ever been available
2: yeah, to Yeah, I mean there's still, you know, so, specialty betas. Hey,
0: maybe we can all learn Swift. Swift? Yeah. Yeah, Swift. sure. I wonder how easy Swift is to learn.
2: (laughs) I found a link to a book that Apple is selling. I was actually going to download it and just kind of take a look at it. Yeah, Yeah, just kind of take a look Uh at it and see if it's actually... See if a knucklehead like me can actually learn how to do something
0: like that.
1: My brain does not operate in the way that a code monkey's brain operates. It just doesn't make sense to me. You need
0: more Fritos. (laughs) <laughs>
1: more Fritos and more Tab. More
0: Fritos. Yeah, Fritos. Tab? Oh, gross. And Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Okay, there Mount you go. Mountain Dew's all right. Yeah, Tab. Mountain <laughs> Dew or, or
2: Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. <yeah>. Red Bull. <laughs>
1: Gives you wings. <laughs> That's right. So if you're feeling brave, and I do mean brave, you should partition your hard drive and then download the public beta of Yosemite, test it out, freak out because it's a first beta. And it's going to be buggy as hell. And then go back to your fabrics.
2: <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. It really is not. I mean, if you're going to beta no. test something, you really should make a concerted beta effort. Beta ones are usually pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's a jungle. You know, it but- is a
1: jungle. Also, I'm going to backtrack us because we all were talking about things that we're excited about with OS 10 and iOS 8. And none of you, neither of you, pointed out the two most exciting things, in my opinion.
0: Are you talking about opening the keyboard?
1: I'm talking about open the keyboard.
0: Yeah, I did. So mention and that. I mentioned that. really yeah, mentioned that way in the, at beginning. the beginning. Yeah.
1: Really? Yes. Okay. I did. Yes, did. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: Yes, I did. So well, flexi- see now I have a, now I have a reason to be angry with That's you. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You can be angry with me. That so we're gonna finally get to use like flexi. Or other third-party. Actually, we can use six dot braille. That was That's mentioned what's got me on curious. one of the slides. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, yeah, about one that. of the
0: Mac Rumors articles said that a braille keyboard would be available as an option. Now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that will be interesting. Now, it'll be especially interesting to see if uh, it's going to can rock
1: the Apple developers do a better job? Is it, yeah.
0: Is if yeah? If it's is it going to grok? Uh, oh, it better you know, be
1: contracted.
0: Contracted or unified? You're not right. you're not writing in unified? No.
2: Oh, yeah. I can write in Unified. I don't even know what the right. hell Unified is.
0: <laughs> oh. It's sort of like Dumbed Down Contracted. Is it? It is like
1: Dumbed Down Contracted. There's like nine contractions that you're going to not have anymore. So
0: BLE uh, being one. No,
1: more, no what? more BLE. No more BLE. No more two. No more.
0: No more two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, right.
1: Oh my gosh. I, so I have my, my braille display set to UEB just because I'm a teacher, right? And I need to prepare myself for transitioning my students. And every time I read the word to my brain goes error. <laughs> like, why are you
2: <laughs> reading the word? Why did they get rid of that? I don't understand.
1: So the idea with the unified braille for all of the now they're like, why are we talking about unified braille? But the
2: the,
0: the
1: reasoning... That they came up with this unified Braille code. Well, there was lots of reasons. But the reason they decided to take out BLE was because you might mistaken it for the number sign. And I was like, no, you don't, because it's always at the end of the word. Yeah, how? And no thing ever comes after it. What are you talking about? And then the reasoning for two is that you might mistaken it for a punctuation sign. But but it comes
2: before. Again.
1: Uh, you know this I know is this. just you typical. know this mm-hmm. oh and no more no com sign anymore cuz you might mistaken is that for part it? of a dash oh 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 i know and the, the three of us long term braille readers oh. are all going what the hell what is, is wrong with you people? no i don't mistake
0: that get it
1: you know what here's what i've decided john this is a
2: cited issue it's got to be it it's got it be.
0: is well it's a, a cited issue or else actually i think that they're huge justification was, well, it'll make it easier for Braille translation software to translate Braille, and so we'll have more Braille available. <laughs> I call shenanigans. Yeah, so do I.
1: I call complete and total shenanigans. Actually, the only reason that I found it to be actually legitimate was that if we're sending textbooks or anything that we make here in the States to Canada or the UK or any other English-speaking country, it's going to be in the same Braille code.
0: Because
1: everybody else is using unified
0: Canada used the same braille as the u s and I think I'm not sure about well, not Australia, anymore. but the u k is weird like the u k oh, the u k
1: is totally' is weird.
0: weird, like they don't believe in capitals yeah. right <laughs> Their rules for abbreviating are like I don't know they're they're way different from well, it's like you can read it, but there are some uh-huh. times where things like are just different enough that they throw you for a minute. Uh. for example, the word "professor." We would spell that out because, of course, there's a syllable split between the O right. and the F.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't use your
4: O F sign
0: in British Braille. You would use an O F sign.
4: Huh. My favorite is F dot five, dot five
0: e. e. Yes.
4: It's not fever. It's That's
0: not <laughs> the first
4: time I saw it. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: you wait, did that too? F, F dot yeah, five wait. E. What is it? <laughs> fever. Fever. Really?
1: You
0: don't yes. put a f five e in F.5e, e, fever? fever. Yes. Wow. Yes. The rules for North American Braille changed in, I think, 1960. For yeah. example, if you look at a book from, I'm sure nobody cares about this stuff, but if you look at a book that was pressed in like the 1950s or so, you'll see something like I saw a B.2R in the woods on a CL.2R morning. What? Oh, yeah, clear. Um,
2: dot two Oh, e clear. A. Right.
0: And you would see the same thing in, in British Braille, but of course it changed in like around 1960. And so oh. we would use an E and then an AR sign instead.
1: Right. And I don't even like using the EA sign. Honestly, it always throws me off. Okay, but we digress. We're okay, have, so we're that's have it. six
2: dot braille. Keyboards. Yes, six dot braille.
1: And and guess who's coming to the iPhone or oh, iPad yes, or iTouch? Yes,
2: Alex. Alex is coming, folks.
1: Alex is coming. Alex, yes. I'm so excited.
2: That's big noise. Yeah, that, that, that's a good I'm, thing, yes.
1: That is super exciting because I might actually choose to not have Karen as my
2: default voice.
0: I'm switching. <laughs> as soon I, as I, in that fact, comes. would do the same.
1: Yeah, because Alex is awesome.
0: However, Alex may or may not breathe on the iPhone. Oh hey, now,
1: no, what do you mean he may or may not breathe?
0: I mean, it is possible that he may not breathe. Uh-oh.
1: Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Well, that's no good. Actually, I've met a number of blind people that are really creeped out by the fact. Yes.
2: That I'm like <laughs> I know a few sighted people on, that guys. that are that are freaked Alex out when is they hear it. My
1: friend, I like it. It's you know, it's like a you know, a conversation.
0: Yeah, he's That's my buddy.
1: Right. And honestly, every time I I sit down and listen to Eloquence, my brain starts to Oh hurt. my god. Like, no,
0: no. Just no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> buddy I have friends who think that Eloquence is the greatest synthesizer ever created, and they don't know why anybody would want anything
0: else. I have them too. They, they make me sad.
1: Well, they're better than the deck talk people.
0: Oh, oh. I can't stand deck talk.
1: <laughs> Every time the Braille notes talk at WSSB, I'm like, make it stop.
2: Stop, <laughs> it. stop it. it. Stop it. Long live <laughs> <and> speak.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Long live what? You speak. He speak.
0: He speak. Ah. Yes. <laughs> but uh, there, there was another thingy that we saw about accessibility. I think. Oh, yes. Man. Oh well, there were there were some things with assisted touch. It's going to be turn offable. Turn offable with um, touch, touch ID.
1: ID. Oh, they are going to improve Zoom.
0: And we're going to have more access to the camera, which potentially means we might have better OCR. Yes. Which would be awesome. Because devs will be able to get at the camera in uh, more ways and with more control than they could in the past.
2: I
1: also like that they're going to implement Touch ID to exit from guided access.
0: That's what I was thinking of. Guided access. What did I call it? Yeah, I you know and me both, Assistant Touch, because I, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, Assistant Touch is something else, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's yes.
1: actually different from Guided Access. Yeah, so, guided Access is the thing that guided you use with your students who can't be trusted.
0: Right, Right. Guided Access is the <laughs> thing <laughs> that the like I blocks off it. parts of the screen and doesn't allow you to change. All right, whatnot. little
1: child, we're going to play with this app and this app only.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So have fun. And if you hit the home button, nothing happens because... I can't trust you to just do what I asked you to do. I'm sorry. I've been working Speaking with teenagers for the last 10 weeks.
0: Oh, yes. Family share. <gasps> oh, that was oh, so And, and everybody exciting. say hello to Jamie Pauls. Jamie Pauls Hi, Jamie. Is, uh, is here. He's the
2: voice of the God uh, who appears house. every once in a while.
0: Yes. And he's way too mellow to be an angry goon, I'm sorry to say. Do
2: you want to bet? <laughs> want to
0: bet? Oh, ho, 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 ho.
1: I was actually going to say, buddy, um, Jamie's pretty mellow, but I'm pretty sure he can be angry.
0: You know, I think that Jamie's probably one of those guys that if you get him angry, you don't want to get him angry. Because it's those quiet (laughs) (laughs) ones you got to watch.
1: It is the quiet ones you got to watch. But yeah, the family share thing, that's really cool. I think even couples will really appreciate that, that they can finally share an Apple ID or share things. Well,
0: see, I'm thinking that my... Stuff will probably stay separate from Melanie's stuff simply uh-huh. because our tastes in music and books and, well, pretty much everything is so different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love my wife, but we have nothing in common. <laughs> no,
0: well, well, at least not as far, especially as far as reading material. We both like the James Harriet books, okay? And we both like... Uh-huh you know, dog stories and inspirational stories and whatnot. But she hates the science fiction and I don't really like oh. uh, the true life medical case studies and things like that.
1: What I think is really cool though, buddy, is that, you know, when you share a device in your home, yeah, like in order for me to get apps that I had already paid for onto our iPad mini, I had to sign Steve out and log me in and then, in. Like, log and you then in. I right. can download all of right. them. Right. But how cool would it be if we could just share
0: this is going to be really good because right now Alina is using Melanie's Apple ID.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So we can maybe give Alina her own Apple ID. There you go. The only limitation, it's got to be the same credit card.
2: From same my credit understanding. card number, right. Yeah, that's the only limitation. But otherwise, you could have up to six people considered to be, you know, family.
0: That's cool. That's another thing that was a long time in coming. There were a lot of things that were introduced that are really things that people have been asking for, and that's one of them. And, of course, another one is uh, opening up access to the keyboard and, and
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: the camera and different things.
1: Do you guys know anything about this DuckDuckGo thing? Because apparently no that's another one of those.
0: Apparently, apparently a it's big, a search
1: engine. A big deal. It's supposed
2: to be a good search engine from a few people that I've heard speak about it. I've never tried it myself.
1: Well, God, I hope it's better than Bing.
2: I hate Bing, personally. <laughs> Oh, did I? I really
1: bother. It really bothers me that that's what Siri uses. I'm like, stop it, knock it off. You just use Mm -hmm.
0: Google. Oh, speaking of Siri, and yet another Google did it first. Hey Siri, what's the weather? Looks like nice weather coming up today,
3: up to 82 degrees and sunny. Looks like a mixed bag tomorrow through Sunday.
4: Temperatures will range from 52 to 79 degrees.
1: That
2: was nice. I like that a lot. That is cool. I like that.
0: Yeah, of course, it's still sort of broken in beta one. At least I just did a fresh install because I don't know if I got a bad install the first time or what. But if you're doing it through Bluetooth, it hears the Hey Siri, but it doesn't seem to understand anything after that if you're Mm. using Bluetooth.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Do you guys know anything about this tips app?
2: I was curious about that. I read that. I don't know what that refers to. I didn't I don't see know what anything. That is.
1: Dang it. Okay. Again, this is on the secret slide. And then we also are gonna get rich text editing in notes.
0: Yay.
1: Which might mean that notes will become like text edit. Text. Right. Edit? And if that's the case, then would I would be, be awesome. super happy. That would
2: be very, very happy.
1: Yeah. Because I really do want to use Pages, but it is so buggy with voiceover, it's just frustrating. So they either need to fix the accessibility in Pages on iOS, or they need to make notes into a real actual like document creator.
2: I would like to see text edit at least to be you know a part of iOS in some way, shape, or form because I do so much of my word processing and text edit because
0: it's just convenient,
2: you know, and to be and able to fast. have yeah, and to be able to have access to the documents would be really, really cool.
0: And Siri's learning some other new tricks too. She can she can she identify can do, music
1: for you.
0: She can identify music. She can do something that she couldn't do before, like she can manipulate things that she couldn't manipulate before. I think other apps are going to have more access to Siri.
1: Oh, okay. I also like that the app switcher is going to now include people that I contact on a regular basis. Yeah, now that's
0: cool. Right.
1: That is spiffy. And that notification center is going to be a little more useful.
2: Well, they're also changing the the notification center in Mac, too, in in Yosemite. There's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a change to...
1: Good, because I can't stand it right now.
0: Yeah, they're going to put that today view. And the other thing that they're going to do with Notification Center is have, like, different apps can have little widgets, which you can just... Yeah, that's going to be in both. Notification Center, and yeah, you can, like, click a thing and and answer a, a text or whatever the widget is, and then when you're done with it, you can go right back to your original app. So it extends the whole multitasking thing a little bit more.
1: Which is really nice, because honestly, there are times when what I really want is a little widget for the clock, because... Until Bard decides to include a sleep timer, hint, hint, NLS, I have to go to the clock app, set my timer, then I have to go back to my app switcher and reopen Bard and hit my play button. And I know that that sounds ridiculous, like, Alina, first world problems, what's wrong with you? But it's really kind of obnoxious. And then I have to remind myself to make sure that it's set as a sleep timer instead of an actual timer, because really not a happy thing when I'm falling asleep to my book and then I get woken up by my timer that I use to make sure that I don't get lost in my book. So that's just one of those things where I really want a widget for clock so that I could set a timer real fast and have a verification that it is set as a sleep timer and then go back to BARD really easily. That's just one of those examples I can think of. Or sending a message, like you said. It would be really great if I could send a text message and then finish sending it and then come back exactly to where I was.
0: And apparently you can do similar things with email. Like if you're writing an email and you need Mm -hmm. to look at another email for reference, you can do that without saving saving it it as a draft draft and and closing closing it it, and doing all this other stuff. And they're talking about adding a whole bunch of gestures and people are kind of curious how that's going to affect voiceover as am I. But I'm fairly Uh confident that Apple will have ways to address that because they did a lot of that with iOS 7 and it turned out okay.
1: Right. Well, should we give these people a break for a minute?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
2: Yeah, we're angry, but I guess we could be a little kind.
1: Yeah, so we'll be back after a word from our sponsors.
0: And you better <laughs> buy stuff or John will break your kneecaps.
4: <laughs> Looking for a cross-platform solution to quickly convert printed materials and in PDFs into text, MP3, or DAISY formats? Check out Serotec's DocuScan+. Plus. For just $299, use DocuScan+, Plus on your Windows or Mac computer. Store documents in the cloud for easy retrieval and access them from anywhere. For more information, visit www.docuscanplus.com
0: Well, welcome back to Triple Click Home episode 30.
1: Man, we're old. Yeah,
0: I know. Oh, I yeah. can't believe it, 30.
1: We're catching up to me, guys.
0: Catching up to oh, well, you got a little ways to catch up to me, <laughs> yeah, and John, a ways, and Jamie, yeah. and stuff, but one thing that I'm sure some of y'all will be relieved to know is that even though Apple says if you once you upgrade to iOS 8, you can't ever go back ever. Well, here's an article that says maybe you can if the beta is just a little bit too much for you. Maybe you can go back.
1: I would hope that that you could go back because honestly, that's really kind of frustrating to think about that you could upgrade yourself to a beta that is going to be super buggy and then be stuck with it.
0: Right. However... If you have an iPhone 4, you really don't have to worry about it. Yeah.
1: No, because you're not gonna get iOS 8 anyway.
0: No iOS 8 for you, but interestingly, you can get iOS 8 if you have an iPad too. Really? I did
1: find that very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I will say though that I have some friends who last summer opted for the free phone right before the 5S came out. And then Uh-oh. I was like, you feel really dumb right now, don't you?
0: <laughs> I tried to tell you people.
1: You just got yourself an iPhone 4, which basically means that you're now two years behind.
0: Yeah, and but it was free. Free, free, free. I
1: know it was free, but if they had waited like a month, they could have gotten the 4S for free.
0: But it was free, and, and, and they wanted it now. I know. Instant it's gratification. Really I
1: love my parents, who are the people who don't upgrade unless they absolutely have to, and then you're like...
0: I won't upgrade my phone until the screen falls off. Uh, I know people like that. I do, too.
1: I have a student who's still running on iOS 6, and I'm like, what are you doing? People told me that things changed in iOS 7, and I, I'm too scared. And I'm like,
0: get over it.
1: It came out almost a year ago.
0: Yeah, what if are you scared about? you're running on iOS about? 6,
1: you're actually less secure because you're running an older operating system.
0: And there are books now that you can get that will teach you how to I use know. iOS 7 if you're really scared. I
1: even told her that. Yeah.
0: I do not understand people sometimes. And there are fine trainers out there that will hold your virtual hand and teach you how to use it like, <laughs> I don't know, some dude named John Panneries. And if you don't That's buy right. training from him, he'll break your kneecap. He'll come and find you. He'll take care of you or else he'll take care of you. That's right. <laughs> take care of you, good.
1: Why are people going so nuts over this new <laughs> programming language?
0: This article is kind of like... Got really, really technical really fast. (laughs) Yeah. The headline was sort of misleading because it, on the one hand, talked about why this new programming language could be really great, you know, because, you know, it's sort of backward compatible with the Objective-C++ that Apple has been using, but should be an easier way for people to get into programming. But it pretty much breaks with everything else in the way that Apple does So, you know, you can't really use it for cross-platform things. And, and well, Apple, uh, you know, people are saying, well, Apple should have gone with a a mainstream tool, but Apple doesn't do that. But (laughs) I'll tell you what, the developers at WWDC were really jazzed about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, judging by the applause and the oohs and the ahs and all that stuff at the Keynote, yeah, I think the developers are going to like it.
2: You know, that's the important thing. You know, it's the developers of the apps who have to be happy.
1: Well, and we're not programmers. Right. So honestly, my brain goes, well, I could tell you guys why people might be excited, but I can't relate to
0: them. And the thing is, you know, what? Apple's going to make it easier for people to make apps because the app store is making them. Billions of dollars a year.
1: I love that we need to make it easier to make apps when there are 1.2 million of them already.
0: It's never enough. Never.
1: There are apps for things that I just don't, I, I just shake my head and I go, why would you make an app for that?
0: <laughs> you know, people were saying, well, we didn't hear anything about Apple TV, and I was listening to Mac OS Ken this morning. He says, maybe we did. You know, they were talking about Metal, which is a way to get down right to the graphics processor and really, really Mm. optimize for, they're saying, console quality, gaming console quality, graphics performance. So since Apple TV is at its heart an iOS device, maybe we're going to see some set-top box game-type stuff in the foreseeable future. That's interesting. That's true.
1: It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. This
0: WWDC was a real break with past WWDCs because it was really, it really was for the developers. I mean, like they, Mm
1: -hmm. they showed
0: consumer stuff and they showed stuff that they're working on for everybody else, but really at its heart, this thing was really for the developers. And like I say, I'm glad to see that. I, I think that it was a smart thing to do,
2: right? And they also addressed enterprise too, because you know it was. I found that to be interesting mm-hmm. because of the fact yeah. that the you know Apple has made such inroads into the enterprise area between iOS and the Mac, and that uh, they specifically made mention of enterprise benefits with the iOS eight,
0: mm-hmm. like you can individually set lock passcode locks for individual apps, right? Or or you can. Pull your shiny new iPhone out of the box and have it automatically yeah automatically
2: configured right. So and then you know with the cloud services and everything else integration. So doesn't have to be Apple Cloud you know uh, right. services.
0: There were a lot of things that were not at WWDC, and actually because it's a developers conference, it really makes sense for them to have not been there. But I think that. Before WWDC went off, I uh, predicted, and like this isn't a real stretch, guys, but I predicted that the analysts would be angry about something. What they're going to be angry about is that they didn't talk about Angela Arendt. They didn't bring Dr. Dre or Jimmy Iovine on stage. They didn't talk about Beats. they, They didn't do anything with hardware at all, in fact. And people were really expecting it. So the analysts will be upset about that. Although, interestingly... The stock only dropped by like $4, and it's been on the rise. Right. That's six twenty-eight or something like that now.
2: Yeah, something insane.
0: It's over 600 anyway. And the fact that it only dropped like 4 bucks is when people were expecting it was going to bump more.
2: I don't know what analysts are thinking half the time, you know, what they base their judgment on. I mean, you know, it seems like they always go in the opposite direction of what common sense and logic tells you, and it just shows you how little analysts know about technology.
0: It's that they want Apple to be some particular thing, and when it defies that and like makes lots of money anyway, they just don't know what to do with that. Let's talk about this Beats acquisition because Apple has never paid three billion dollars for anything.
1: I still don't know what to think about it. I mean, we went through the, all the
0: nobody knows what to reasons. think about. this. Yeah, we went through it. You know, we nobody knows what to think about this
1: show. And honestly, for three billion dollars, I want to be like, "What the hell is this company giving you?" Because I don't see it.
0: By way of perspective, though, this is. I forget, like way less than 10% of Apple's available cash.
1: Oh, no, I understand I mean, like this is a drop
0: in the bucket. This is a nothing acquisition. Even at $3 billion, it's a nothing acquisition, which is crazy. But there it is. A couple of articles have said that have made some sense to me are, are these. Well, the one that makes the most sense to me is that Apple didn't buy an electronics company. Apple didn't buy a music service, although they did get both of those. Um, and then they can roll that into services that they're planning to do and whatever. And they don't have to create it from scratch. It's already there. But the thing that they did buy is cool. They bought the fashion statement. And if they're going to be doing an iWatch or some wearable thing, they probably need something like that.
1: I guess
0: so. With that expertise, plus Angela Arendt's having come from the fashion world, like the high fashion fashion world, um, I think that they've probably got a pretty winning combination there between the two.
2: It hints at another direction they're going to be going. Yeah. You know, and once again, you know, you bring up the iWatch. Yeah. Once again, no, no talk of that came up really directly. Then uh-huh. Nope. You know, which was no surprise to me.
0: But there are a lot of things pointing to it. The health app. Yeah. The M7 coprocessor that got put in the iPhone 5S last year points to something. And heck, maybe even the HomeKit stuff would, right. would use it. Maybe, maybe it would be a, sort of a, you know, yeah, it recognizes your phone, but as a secondary thing, maybe it won't unlock your door unless it also recognizes your phone and your watch or your phone and your whatever. Right. Because you know what, if someone stole your phone, they could just get into your house, and that would just be a bad idea. Right. You know, who knows, maybe that's in the cards, maybe it's not, but there are so many different things that are going here, and what were people saying about the Beats headphones, that they've got a super, super high markup, and people want them because they're a fashion statement, not necessarily because they sound great. Right. And Apple can make things that are great already, And, you know, Apple still is a luxury brand. It's uh, positioned itself that way. But to get that, oh, I've got to have that because it's a status symbol kind of thing. Like this article was saying, well, we had the white earbuds and that was a thing. But no, that was because it was a sign that you had an iPod. But the iPod itself wasn't really a status symbol so much as, well, like, I have it. But the Beats headphones really are more like a, a very visual status symbol type thing. I don't understand this at all, but there it is.
1: Well, when we come back, I guess we'll uh, bring you Get our mailbag.
0: Our picks of the month. And, well, you'll just have to wait and see, I guess. On Triple Click Home, episode 30.
3: You might know me on 50 Cent. You may follow my tweets, my Facebook friends. Odds are a few in a six degree separate us. We're that close. What's crazy is one in six don't know where their next meal is coming from. These are your co-workers, your neighbors, your friends. Hunger's too close for us to ignore. So visit org slash hunger and find your local food bank to see how you can make a difference. From one close friend to another, let's do this. I'm 50 Cent, and together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back. We have a mailbag. We have a mailbag. Mail mailbag. with lots of comments and uh and your opinions, and we love to get those. So thank you all, even when they tell us that we're wrong. See, and we're wrong. And I wasn't even here last month, so other people that weren't me were wrong.
1: That's true, buddy.
2: What did we say that was wrong? That we we got- apparently
1: predicted that Apple I, would not buy Apple Beats not Electronics. Buying Beats would be ridiculous.
2: When did we predict um, that? I don't remember even that it becoming a discussion. I remember talking about the acquisition. And trying to right. figure out why, but I don't remember ever saying that it would be a bad idea.
4: Lisa's not here to defend herself, so we'll say it was her.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, there let's blame Lisa.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, uh, somebody has told us that Weatherbug is in fact accessible. So let's hear this eye report from a gentleman who says that Weatherbug is accessible.
4: Hi, this is Jim Turry in Bellingham, Washington. I want to let you know the Weatherbug program still is quite accessible. The trick is that you have to completely uninstall it from your phone and reinstall it, either from iCloud or from the App Store. So how do you delete a program? Let me try to demonstrate.
3: editing. Vocal is editing.
4: Okay, I'm going to delete the program called Vocal, since it's not necessary with the Siri on this phone. Double tap and hold. Moving Vocal. Now I'm going to tap it again.
3: Double tap to delete vocal. Deleting Vuccal will also delete all of its data.
4: I just swiped right once. I'm going to swipe right again.
3: Delete button.
4: And I'm going to double tap the delete button.
3: Gmail is editing.
4: Okay, vocal is double gone. I hope this helps. Weatherbug is still alive and well, and we use it every day. Have a great day.
1: Okay, so I'm going to explain myself and say that If WeatherBug is accessible, I'm going to go try and re-download it myself. The last time that I tried upgrading to WeatherBug, I couldn't get through the setup process anymore independently.
0: Not even after a reboot?
1: Yeah, not even after a reboot. Oh. And it's the setup process to actually like decide where you want the weather to be from, buddy. And once we got past all the setup stuff, then I could access my weather. But... I was like, this is ridiculous, but I'm really kind of bummed because I really enjoyed the Weather Channel application and they broke it completely.
0: Oh, yeah, wow. you know, I downloaded the Weather Channel app once and, yeah, it was kind of not... Yeah, not, I never I never experience. really loved
2: that application. Every time I've tried it, it hasn't been accessible.
0: Well, it was
1: accessible for a while and then they killed it. For a
2: brief shining moment. <laughs> and I missed it. See that?
1: Yeah, so now I'm going to have to go test out weather bug, and we'll see if this person is um, correct in me having the access to it again. John, what was your favorite one that you use?
2: Weather menu, and I also just set a shortcut to the Wonderground weather site. Oh, sure. On my home screen. To me, that's, that just seems to be the thing I go to the most. Nice.
0: com.
1: We also have a cool eye report from Doug, who talks about a program in Canada... Yay, Canada! Procuring assistive technology.
2: Yeah, Take it pretty, away. Pretty cool.
3: Hi, guys. It's Doug Levins calling from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Listen to your podcast on Triple Click Home last night. And a couple of uh, points that I found quite interesting. Uh, I talked about uh, the Flexi thing. And I, uh, Flexi, I never could get that fool thing to work, so I use Uh, uh The other point, Uh, You're talking about SSI and people expecting an entitlement and stuff like that. Here in Ontario, we have a program called the Assistive Devices Program. And uh, the thing I like about it is it puts some of the onus on the consumer. So if you purchase, say, like I'm doing, a Braille Edge, it's going to cost me money, but certainly not the full price because the uh, Provincial Ministry of Health looks after something like 75% of the cost of the thing. However, the fact is that I'm still investing several hundred dollars in this thing, which is an incentive for me to use it. Something to think about anyway. Enjoy your show. Keep it up, guys.
0: See, I really like this concept because, as Doug says, we've got a stake in in this, so it's not like we're just going to get stuff that we're not going to use. We pick out the equipment. We have to contribute some towards it but yet it's affordable for us. Um, so it's, it is it is subsidized to an extent, but we have responsibility and we have a part in it. And we have, as they say, some skin in the game.
1: I really like that as well. And I also am encouraging my students, especially who are transitioning into like a college situation where the state commission is going to be helping fund their technology because the way that it works at the school for the blind, is we give you technology, but it's all on loan unless you bring it yourself. So, a lot of our kids are using the braille note, and I have really, really mixed feelings about this. I'm just going to be honest with you because I'm like, um, find me a counselor, a Voc Rehab counselor, who's going to buy them a braille note because yeah, no it's kidding. not going to happen. And it's really unfortunate because they get so attached to their braille notes, and then they won't learn new technology. And you're like, uh okay, this is highly problematic. You guys really need to know how to use a regular keyboard and a computer, and that's what you're going to be using in a college setting. And a braille note is not going to be realistic for you in a lot of situations. The other thing that I'm seeing is that we have that entitlement attitude. Like, oh, I'm just going to have everything handed to me, right? I'm like, well, no. The
0: government's just going to buy me one. That's why I really like the concept of this ADP program because right. the government isn't going to buy you one. The government will help you mm-hmm. to acquire one, but you have still got to put in a portion of the cost. Right,
1: right. And I think that that provides an ownership. You know, I honestly wish sometimes Absolutely. when I'm working with clients through the commission that they were also partly responsible for those training sessions. Because I'll tell you what, I've had I've had some clients who I can tell are just not motivated to learn and it's like look this is all about you guys i'm going to get paid whether or not you learn anything and i'm really honest right. with them especially when i get to the point where i feel like they're not putting in the effort right you know fine mm-hmm. you don't want to learn i'll just continue to ask for more sessions because if you want to get to some you know end point where you feel like you can be competent with this technology then that's what i want for you but you have to decide that's what you want for yourself but I'll, I'll allow the commission to continue to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hurt no for me. right? Yeah, so maybe this is something we could take in our country. I mean, obviously there are situations where somebody is so destitute that them even affording 25% of something is not even feasible. But also we need to look at that and say, okay, well, is there something that we can do to help them plan for saving up money so that they can have this technology?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there are no easy answers, but I think this kind of addresses a thing. Often, a blind person can't get funding for technology for the state to buy them stuff. It's like you can't get uh, the technology unless you've got a job, and you can't get a job right. unless you've got the technology. It's a catch twenty-two. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't you love that?
0: Yep. And so, it's great. A lot of blind people just really fall through the cracks and don't get oh, what I agree. they need. I think that a program like this might be a way to partially at least address that.
1: Mm hmm. So thank you, Canada.
0: Yes. We got an eye report here from Jan who says she wants a triple click home fix. So hopefully, Jan, uh, this uh, helps with uh, your fix. And uh, if it doesn't, then John can break some kneecaps. <laughs> and. Um, <sighs>
2: Why am I always being elected to break kneecaps? Because
0: you're you're, you're used, the to, angry used goon. to be in the mob. That's right. That's yeah. right, yes.
1: You don't ever used to be in the mob. You're either in the mob or you're in witness protection. Come on, buddy.
0: Oh, you're right. So which one is it there, John? Can neither confirm nor deny. It has nothing <laughs> yeah. to do
2: with the reason why I'm contracted with the state of Washington. No, not in the least.
0: Right. Yeah, he has a contract on the state of Washington, <laughs> so...
1: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so watch out. The, oh, wait, um, I'm talking about myself since I'm living currently in Washington. Oh, are you Dang now? it, John. <laughs> Damn
0: So the final thing is we've got a couple of emails uh, from Janine Stanley and also from Pam, and um, those will be in the show notes for all of y'all Absolutely. to read and enjoy. So if um, you want to see your email in the show notes sometime, then you have to send us email. Yes. How can they do that, Alina?
1: They can do that by sending an email to resources at Sarotalk.com. They can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash triple click home. They can leave us an iReport on their iPhone or that other thing, Android device. Or they can call the Blab line, which you know so well.
0: They can call the Blab line at 1-866-997-2522.
1: Oh, and they can go to tripleclacomb.com and leave us a blog comment. comment.
0: But any of those things could make you famous. For example, you could be the topic of our next show, right. sort of like That's being right. angry goons.
2: Could we call yes. the line ourselves and just leave feedback for ourselves?
0: <laughs> um, let's <Sure>. see. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Hello, and thank you for your call. Your feedback is very important to us. Please be aware that we may use your comments on the Sarah Talk Podcast Network. Please leave your message after the tone. Thank you. Hi, this is Buddy Brandon calling from the Triple Click Home Podcast, leaving feedback. Um, we're just awesome. This is from all of the angry goons at Triple Click Home. Um, we think that y'all are wonderful, but we're really angry about that. So, um, yeah, have a rotten day. Bye. <laughs> okay. What do you know? It works.
1: Hey, hey, Jamie. What's our current Twitter feed sitting at for followers? Um,
4: it is over ten thousand. I did not look today, but it is over ten grand. Wow. Ten wow. k.
0: Y'all are awesome. You guys are just the best. Yes. Unless you think that we're angry goons, in which case... Well, then you're
2: still good. As <laughs> long as you're that's following awesome. us, that's okay. Yeah, as long as you're following us, that's right.
4: Yeah, as long as you're following It's a fine. It's fine.
0: You're still awesome, but you're just slightly right. less awesome than people who think we're <laughs> wonderful.
4: I don't know, though. In all fairness, all this talk of breaking kneecaps and someone may give support <laughs> to the angry claims.
1: <laughs>
2: Maybe.
4: You
1: know what, Derek? I think that sometimes people think that blind people can't be violent, and I think we need to remind them that that is a load of bullpucky.
0: <laughs> or dog pucky.
1: Not that anybody should be violent, but I don't like this. I, I, I swear I've met people that are like, oh, Alita could never hurt anybody.
0: <laughs> My guide dog could lick your guide dog. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, I really did have an encounter today with my friend who had a guide dog who apparently gave Empress the hi, by the way, I'm in charge and you should just stop doing your job because coming near me is going to mean being eaten by me. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't understand. Like the dog, I'm like, Emmy, let's go see my friend. And she's like, uh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Uh-oh. laughs> that. That dog is scary, Mom. And I'm like, what, did, what are you talking about? She's not even doing anything. But, you know, that whole dog communication thing, they do.
0: Uh-huh. We were walking the other day during one of my zombies' run walks. Yes. And uh, walking past this house, a couple houses in from the corner, and this dog's growling oh. and barking and lunging to the end of its leash. And, like, the leash reached the public sidewalk, and the dog jumped and and growled and and actually made Leno growl and back up which Leno never growls. Oh yeah. So like the next day we went by there because I wanted to find out where this place was. Yeah. Or which house it was specifically so I could either talk to the owner or call animal control. Sure. So we found it (laughs) because their dog was tied up out there again. So I back up out of the dog's way and I'm Getting my phone out and all this sort of thing, and then the woman comes out and she says, "Oh, what's happening?" You know, and gets her dog. I'm like, "You really need to shorten that leash. Your dog should not be able to reach the sidewalk." Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, seriously, you. you oh, Okay. Um. And she takes her dog in, and I'll. Oh, so I'll. I'll. I'll have to see next sometime if. Yep. Uh, Go on by, by there, there again. again sometime and see. So how about this? What's Apple really up to? Keeping you in Apple world. Well, duh. Really. That's really uh, a leap of logic. I don't know logic. how to expand upon that. It's a totally slow newsday kind of article, I guess.
1: I know. I'm like, let me give you the subliminal message.
2: Right. That's what go. they want.
1: That's it. Buy a Mac. Buy an iPad. Buy an iPhone. Buy, buy an Apple TV. An Apple
0: TV. And, and you'll you be, be in- happy. And you can buy yes. apps, and you can buy music, and you can buy books. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. And... Apple makes money and you're happy yeah. and everything's good and like I said before, that's something that they're really, really good at mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: is making that experience happen for people and making it right. that easy for people to do yep it's where they excel so uh, anyone got any new apps because I don't have any new apps? I've been playing zombies run i I've, I've you know <laughs> he has been um, playing
1: zombies run. I can attest to that because I see it on Facebook see, all the time.
0: I've had it for a while, but, you know, it's like, okay, I need to really actually get more exercise. And so I read somewhere that if you do something for 21 days in a row, it then becomes a habit. Nice. I'm on day 15 and actual, no, no, scratch that, 16. Uh-huh. Two of those days, though, I couldn't go out and walk because it was raining. And so instead I sat on the exercise bike and rode the exercise bike, but that, that still, still counts. counts yeah. It still counts. So I'm well on my way, and I can All already right. tell a difference. Nice, you know, and I'm, buddy. I'm walking somewhere between one and a half and three miles a day.
1: Right. and That's great. It's great. I am getting more use with Yelp, which I'm really enjoying. Um, It's very accessible. So if you guys haven't played around with Yelp and you're in a new area especially, it's been pretty great. And then I also was told about an app called Transit Times Plus. It's $3, but... It accesses all transit systems in North America. Really? Yes.
0: I wonder if they've got beautiful and hysterical Erie, Pennsylvania.
1: I'm sure that they do. And honestly, what's really cool is that when I'm going to Portland, I actually have to transfer to a different transit system, right? Because it's a different city. It's a different state. and. I can do that using my Transit Times app, and it just says, okay, well, you use c for this, and then you switch over to TriMet, and you'd use this instead. And I'm like, this is awesome. I can plan a trip border borderlines of states. That's freaking awesome. So is Transit cool. Times Plus is my app to recommend to you all. And how about you, John?
0: What do you got for us?
2: A whole load of nothing. No, the only one I've really been playing with is, um, well, not really playing with. I kind of got sort of suckered in as the uncle is the at-bat, the MLB at-bat application, uh, getting a subscription because Uh my nephews are big baseball fans, my twin six-year-old nephews. So Uh I have the NHL Game Center app, and they use my Uh brother's phone and my sister-in-law's phone to sign on using my ID. And, you know, getting news and watching games. So a couple of weeks ago yeah. at uh, Mother's Day, they said to me, well, are you going to get the baseball app? I said, what are you talking about? So my brother's like, oh, I told him about the at-bat, you know, MLB at-bat, and that they could do the same thing that they do with hockey. And I go, oh, I- I'm not, you know, I don't watch enough. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm a baseball fan, but I don't follow baseball close enough to get an app like that. So my nephews are like, oh right. come on, Uncle John. Come on, Uncle John. So guess who ended up buying a subscription for NLB at bat? So I have you the did? app on my phone now. And I've actually been using it. I, it's pretty cool. I've I've had a good if you're a baseball fan, it's not a cheap subscription. It's twenty four bucks a month. Oh wow. But it's Whoa. it's worth well, it's it if you're a cheap subscription. No, wow. But if you're a baseball fan, though. I mean it only runs until September. But
0: are they gonna give you a hot dog with your subscription? I wish there? they would.
2: I take a hot dog and yeah, no a kidding, soda and a
1: beer. Wow. Well,
0: maybe an eye beacon will tell you how to get one. Yeah. <laughs> there
1: you
2: go. <laughs> That's really been well, the only cool. app that I've been playing with lately.
1: Well, do we want to close it out for the day?
0: Yeah, I want to thank everybody for spending a little bit of time with us. So I, again, I, I actually do want to thank Lisa and Jamie for holding down the fort for me last time. I had the stomach flu, and it wasn't much fun. Oof. Joe thinks that maybe I got it because I got hexed at the uh, Salem Witch Museum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, not that Triple Click Home needs more followers. <laughs>
2: But we, we can always, always have more. Followers. <laughs> what yeah. you you know what? About? We want to we hit 25k now. 25K. Yeah. Let's awesome.
1: go. Okay. Tell so you friends. can do that by following them at twitter.com slash triple click home. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash blind perspective. That's B L I N D P E R S B E C T I V without the E on the end
0: because she ran out of letters
1: and now that my student teaching is ending in three days three days rock on I'll on Twitter <laughs> yeah it's
0: very exciting
1: now I just need a job
0: <laughs> so anyone who can hook Alina up uh, hook Alina up yeah that would be great so I'm Buddy Brandon And you can follow me at twitter.com slash bbrannon. That's B-B-R-A-N-N-A-N. And uh, if you expect anything intelligent, you should probably look somewhere else.
1: Oh,
2: whatever. (laughs) And you can follow me, John Paneris, I promise. I'll make a half-hearted promise that I might actually tweet a little bit more at at Mac for the blind. Though I am going to think I might investigate... getting the uh bias angry goons twitter account
1: Ooh, nice
0: and if if he doesn't tweet maybe someone will break his kneecaps they could try (laughs) they have to find me first
1: that's true awesome bags you could reply to that and it'd be a lot shorter to
2: write (laughs) yeah i think so (laughs) i think i'm gonna go get that one so we bid you a fond farewell
0: (laughs) <laughs> or at least uh, farewell, yes. And, and uh, thanks for coming. Keep those cards and letters coming. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next month.